I'm Jason Whitlock filling in for Glenn Beck. Oh, we got a great final hour. You still got time to tell your friends to come join us. Come listen to this solution as we take back America from the people trying to destroy it. I'll be back with more in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This holiday season may feature more merriment with our devices than ever before as we stay connected with family, friends, and a blizzard of online shopping. But all of that online activity means there are many more chances of exposing your personal information. In fact, 64% of adults admit to risking online privacy for convenience. I've done it. But whether you're buying gifts or getting something special for yourself, you may not even know that your identity has been compromised or your info has been sold on the dark web. Don't spend the holidays without identity theft protection from LifeLock. It monitors for uses of your personal information. And if you have a problem with identity theft, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can help you feel safer. The best sale of the year is going on right now. Save up to 30 percent off your first year at lifelock.com using the promo code back lifelock.com promo code back save 30 percent sale ends november 30th welcome back to the glenn beck program i am jason whitlock filling in for glenn beck happy tuesday i'll be back tomorrow filling in for glenn as well all right we got 53 minutes left in this show i want to make the most of it uh, I want to bring one more column topic that I wrote about into this discussion. I wrote a column for OutKick about <clears throat> the unapologetically black Olympics. And it's a rigged Olympics run by white liberals. And, you know, I'm going to apologize up front for calling them out. But the facts say I have to. Uh, the people running Hollywood, the movie industry, the music industry, uh, the zeitgeist, basically have participated in putting black people in a certain lane. And there's a goal you'll see among liberal websites or platforms where someone's being unapologetically black and that's great. And, and, and I just sit there and go, I've never seen someone, someone's being unapologetically Asian or unapologetically yellow or brown or white. Asian people consider being called yellow an insult. They don't want to be defined by their skin color. But we have this rigged Olympics taking place every day over social media about how can you be unapologetically black? And everybody sees it as a good thing. And I don't. Because it's not. Because our skin color for all of us is just some packaging God provided us. It's it's not our most important characteristic. And so other people, while you're running around trying to be unapologetically black, other people are running around. I want to be unapologetically Christian. I want to be unapologetically intelligent. I want to be unapologetically honest, unapologetically patriotic. All these other things are open to them. 
while we try to live up to a skin color. And that locks you into a mentality and trying to be something that other people actually control what that is. Because all it is is pop culture and the zeitgeist telling you what being black is. And look at how they have defined it. Rappers who rap about dealing drugs and killing other black people. They're unapologetically black. You won't hear anybody question their blackness unless they meet with President Trump. Kanye got tossed out. Ice Cube got tossed out for working with them. But bottom line, rappers, unapologetically black. And what do they do? Drug dealing, they promote. Misogyny. Violence towards other black people saying the N word. There's nothing more unapologetically black than a black person saying the N word publicly. Look how black he is. He said the N word. Dave Chappelle went on Saturday night live in front of all of America on NBC and said the N word repeatedly. That's how you become unapologetically black. Or maybe it's the gold chain and the type of suit you wear unapologetically black. Do you, again, in this competition, and America is a competition, do you see Asian Americans sending their kids out into the world? Go be unapologetically Asian. Go be unapologetically ye- yellow. No, they send their kids out. You go show the world how smart you are. You go show the world how hard you work. And again, in this country that <clears throat> the left has defined as unapologetically racist Asians are actually achieving at a higher level than everybody else. Everybody in almost every category. And so literally they're trying to fix this problem. They're going to redefine Asians as white. I'm not joking. This is already, they've already started this class. Well, Asians are now white. And this is liberals doing this. This isn't white conservatives. Glenn Beck's not doing this. Sean Hannity isn't doing this. All the people that are so terrible for the world and so Rush Limbaugh, he's not doing this. White liberals are. Hmm. Asians, the new white. They're going to have a TV show. Orange is the New Black. And again, just think about that show. Orange is the New Black. Did I got the name of that show right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, I think the, so, yeah. the, the word is orange. Orange, <laughs> orange not oink. Anyway. But yes, anyway. orange is the New Black, yes. I just want you to think about that. <laughs> right. And how people right. eat up. The... Jim, you worked in law enforcement inside yes, of jail. Isn't orange what prisoners wear? It's the New Black. And they've called. Just think about. There's a TV show. Saying an orange prison uniform is the new black. There's a lot more truth to that than what you might realize. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But I, I just this Olympics and I, the Olympics is made up, but it's like there's a contest every day over social media that black Twitter and whatever algorithm Jack Dorsey has set up for Twitter that gets to say who's the blackest today. And and Stu, help me out here. Do you 
It's it's a stupid question. But do do you ever wake up morning? <laughs> Let me show the world how white I am. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I it is I I I'm fascinated by this because why why skin color? Why not some other immutable characteristic? Why, why is this the focus? I mean, I, I do see. Here's what they would say. Mm-hmm. They would, no, you made it the focus. White people did. when Back in slavery, y'all made it the focus. Uh, whoever, whoever did it, though, was wrong, right? right? I mean, I, I just, it, to me, <laughs> it's, something, it's something that you do. Like, you mentioned this last, uh, last hour, Jimmy. Like, it's something you notice about people, right? Of course. You notice I might notice a gender, or I might notice a skin color, or I might notice hair color, or anything else. Exactly. There's no reason for this to be the constant focus of our lives. I know, you know, look, it means literally nothing to me that I'm white. Now, I, people say that that's your white privilege. That's what they say is my white privilege. I don't have to think about my, my skin color. I don't have any pride in being white. I think of my, I know a lot of awful white people. A lot of them suck, right? It, has, it doesn't do anything for or against them in, in my eyes. At least that's, of course, the goal. It's not to say everyone's perfect at these standards, but like something like that is not important to me. And I don't think it should be important to anyone. I mean, I think that's the goal. I think at the end of the day, if we're not making generalizations based on immutable characteristics, this is good. If we don't, if there's never another policy in our government or anywhere else that is made based on skin color, that is a big win. Hmm. We should never judge someone by their skin color. That is the opposite of what we should be doing. And I think you've pointed this out so well in these columns for Outkick uh, that we should we'll make sure we post on all the social media because. It is this constant focus that, and it does seem to be, as you point out, only African Americans who have to hit this standard. They they have to live up to some defined black uh, uh, generalization. They have to hit these standards to prove themselves part of this group. Just an it's an impossibly uh, unfair standard for anyone to hit. And for whatever reason, and I think I think you've nailed the cause when it comes to white liberals. I'd love to hear more about the reason why you think why it's happening, um, because it is it's a it's a major problem, and it's something we all fight with. It's there's a control political issue. The the the, the entire and again, I don't vote. I haven't voted. I, I, I'm the facts are making me appear to be a political partisan. Because I, I just have to speak against the stupidity that I see. <laughs> and so those facts are forcing me here. But the entire Democratic platform seems to be based off of race. The entire plat Their whole political strategy is vote for us to prove you're not racist. That yeah. is their platform. Yeah. There's no policy behind it. There's no, hey, here's what we need to do to keep pace with India or China or to make sure that we maintain these freedoms or here's what we need to do to bring jobs and economic growth to America. The platform is be a Democrat or be accused of being a racist and people don't, or if you're black, be accused of being a sellout. So their entire platform is just that. It's a dog whistle. It's a, it's a beard. It, 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 it's a, it's, it, you know what'll make your life easier? <laughs> no one will ever call you racist if you just pull this democratic lever and call yourself a liberal. Mm. And so it, it's just a, 
It's a life simplifier. And that is their political platform and strategy. And it does not improve America. Um, again, just go look at the arc of America's racial narrative. It has always been in constant improvement until they turn race into a religion and remove God as our religion, as our faith. And our country is falling apart. Our cities are being looted, rioted. People are being harassed, black and white people. You have Antifa thugs harassing, damaging businesses, harming human beings. The the Antifa is the new KKK. Anybody that looks at it factually, they are the KKK working alongside Black Lives Matters to intimidate people to support the Democratic Party. And if you go back and look at the history of the KKK, its job in the 1800s, the 1850s, 60s, when it was invented, was to intimidate people into supporting the Democratic political party. Nothing has changed. I'm Glenn Beck. I'm no, you're not. I'm Jason Whitlock. <laughs> you really don't care about skin color, do you? You're listening to the Glenn Beck program. <laughs> Here we are in 2020, in the thick of a heated and contested election during the biggest pandemic the world has ever seen, at least in a century. And while nobody was looking, a massive trade deal was spearheaded by China, the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership. That includes 15 countries and notably excludes the U.S. This is a direct attack on the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. The only good news here is for precious metals, which historically perform well when the U.S. dollar loses stability. Both Goldman Sachs and Citibank see the dollar plunging in 2021, with the latter calling for a 20% drop in value. They have been helping me personally for over 10 years and other investors for over 60 years. Call them today. Find out how to protect your long-term portfolio with precious metals. Ask about their retirement account specials, holiday specials, and their accumulation program. Don't wait. Call them right now. 866-GOLDLINE. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. I am Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. All right, when we left off, I was making an interesting point that, Uncle Jimmy, you had something. I think I was making an interesting point. You had something you wanted to, to add here? Well, I just had the question as I was listening to you. It was like, when did this happen? When did this occur in our culture? And just listening to when you. When did what? Define when what when, happened? When, when, we, when we started being defined, it was like, you know, racism is popular. There, there's money to be made in racism. And I guess what I what I meant was when I was listening to you talk, I, I, I guess I go back to the Jordan shoes. Those became our shoes. Those were the shoes that the inner city kids wanted to have, that they had to have. And those were shoes that kids started losing their lives over. You know, you priced these shoes so high, but we had to have them. And now, you know, we're, we're still there. I'm simply saying. There's big money in racism on both sides of the market. Let's mm-hmm. not act like, you know, that that, that you're black. There's money there. I, I, I 
I agree with you that there has been a business built around racism. And it's like Al Sharpton, CEO. Mm. Black Lives Matter, CEO. Uh, or chief financial officer. They, they are, <laughs> they're CFO. Uh, that the Sean King dude over Twitter. Oh, my the black, God. The, the racism <laughs> business is so oh profitable. Oh, my God. I want another hour of you talking about <laughs> him. Yeah. Hold on, but the racism industry yeah. is so profitable mm. that Sean King is like, man, I ain't white, I'm black. <laughs> I want to get in on this business. Else other than Can I be a salesman for you racism? You know so much about blackness. Get yeah. out of here, dude. <laughs> Literally, that's what he did. He goes, I want to be a black salesman. I want to be a race salesman. I got to be black. I'm black. I know I look white. I know my daddy's white. My mama's white. My birth certificate says I'm white. But I got a black beard. <laughs> but I'm black. I went to Howard. I tricked Oprah into paying for me to go to college. Because I was pretending to be black. Only that's in how, America. That's how good the ra- and, and here's what here's what has happened to racism. To and, and I say this without any humor. Racism is an opinion now. It's an opinion. It, it's not a law. And again, like Dr. Martin Luther King and the civil rights generation, they were fighting discriminatory laws. Slavery was a law. We had a civil war about what kind of country we we're going to be. What, what were our laws going to allow? Were we going to live up to the Declaration of Independence that all men are created equal? And then, so... I get fighting laws and and this is where I've been trying to explain to people. And, and, and this is again, why I wanted to do this program and have this discussion and invite people into the discussion and into the solution is, is because we need to just like explain to people, not just black people, but all of America. What does America actually promise? What, what, because what we've turned it into, the, the, the people running the unapologetically black Olympics, the liberals, we've turned it into America promises love. And until we're loved universally, America is inherently racist. And America does not promise love. America promises freedom. The Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, is about freedom. What you do with that freedom is on you. Love. I can tell you who promises love. And I wish Glenn needs a Bible in here. Hmm. Because I would hold it up right now. God, Jesus, promises love. And so the people running around wrecking TV commercials. You love me, you love me not. You love my culture, but you don't love me. Well, you need to talk to God and yourself about that. America does not promise love. It can't deliver on that. If you understand the world, sin entered into the world. It was not what God intended, but it entered into the world and it's not going anywhere. So what can you do to protect yourself from sin? Immerse yourself 
in the love of God. Immerse yourself in the philosophies, the teachings, the wisdoms, the principles, the values given to you right there in that good book, the Holy Bible. That will protect you from sin and will stop you from engulfing yourself in sin and destroying yourself. Don't look to America for what God can only provide. America's going to provide you freedom. That's its most valuable resource. That's why Chris Rocks, not Chris Rocks, Dave Chappelle's great grandfather said he, he was education, freedom, and Jesus Christ. Freedom and Jesus Christ, you can't separate them. And we've allowed it to be separated. And we have to put a stop to that if we want to save this country. We have to, believers of any color group, we have to come together as believers. And then our enemies don't stand a chance. Don't fall for the trap. Don't let yourself be racially separated. I am Jason Whitlock. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There is almost always a rise in break-ins during the holidays. It's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. 35% off any Simply Safe system and a free security camera. Recently, U.S. News and World Report called it the best home security of 2020. So whether you're traveling or staying put for the holidays, check out 35% off plus a free security camera. This deal ends this week. Now, CNET editor's choice for home security... Named the best 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics, it's simply safe. The system has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. Set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. Super, super easy. Then Simply Safe security specialists take over, monitoring your home around the clock and ready to send emergency help the moment there's an alarm. Get 35% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera today by visiting simplysafebeck.com. Hurry, this deal expires on Friday. Simplysafebeck.com. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck Program. I am Jason Whitlock. We're in the final 30 minutes. Thank you for joining me today. I'll be back tomorrow. So will Uncle Jimmy. So will Stu. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation today. 888-727-2325 is the phone number to call. I may take some phone calls in the final uh, segment of the show, but I I, want to get towards a conclusion for today. And just there's still time for you all to invite your friends, uh, people that don't look like you, but who are friends of yours or people that look like you that disagree with you to listen to this program and to start getting an understanding of what we need to do to start steering America back to where it belongs and back into the values that have made this country great. To me, it starts with those of us that have faith and are believers in moving well beyond our physical appearance differences. The entire world right now is rigged for you to lean into those 
physical appearance differences. Social media begs you to do it. Black Lives Matters begs you to do it. Uh, the mainstream media begs you to do it. They want to define every issue and problem along racial lines. Racism has become an opinion. It's not a law. It's not discriminatory policies. It's just someone's opinion. And, and what I mean by that, I'm going to give you a controversial example, but it's just factual. There is not one shred of evidence that has been produced so far that Derek Chauvin, the Minneapolis cop, put his knee on the neck of George Floyd because of racism. There's not one shred of evidence. He very likely was driven by incompetence, frustration, stupidity, uh, all of the above. Power. OD'd on power. I don't think there has not been one shred of evidence. He's, oh, here's a black man. Let me put my knee on his neck and kill him. It's just an opinion that the mainstream media and social media has given us. And as long as it is just an opinion, there is no end. And again, that's like the NFL, NBA, everybody's putting on these slogans. Let's end racism. They got commercials. Dr. Harry Edwards, let's move the goalpost and end racism. <laughs> We're going to move the goalposts or the chains. We're going to move the sticks. I'm not laughing. And end racism. <laughs> it's an opinion. Right. Jimmy, I got an opinion that I'm the best looking dude in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> and you believe that. You can't end that opinion. You can't. You can't end that opinion. And so, again, you, you talk the money to be made in just keeping the racism thing going and alive. That's all they're doing because it's just opinions right now. And, again, are there things that happen in America that are unquestionably racist, no question about it. But that's just a form of unfairness because that flows both ways. There are black people doing things to brown, yellow, and white people out of racism. The same as there are white people that have done something to people that don't look like to them out of racism. But too much of it is being blamed on racism when the reality is human beings do really foolish, unfair, sinful things mm. out of jealousy, out of frustration, out of unchecked emotions, out of incompetence or stupidity. Or they overdose on their power. And they do inappropriate things. But social media and the mainstream media are addicted to racism as a way to gin up clicks, relevance, traction, ratings. It's desperation. They're playing the game with the American public for television ratings. And those of us who bow to a higher power and, and embrace those teachings don't play the game that they have set up for us. Don't give in to bias or bigotry like they want you to. 
That's they're trying to trap you. Those of you listening, those of you who have a religious faith, those of you that love this country and or God, mm. they're trying to trick you into the kind of racism that they believe in, that they are guilty of. Don't fall for it. Stand firm on what you believe and start engaging with people that don't look like you solely on those faith-based principles. Don't get distracted. Don't let them turn it into a political discussion. I beg my family. And it's again, it's why I don't embrace politics. It's a distraction from something above and much higher and more powerful. And again, I'm not, the elections are important and they have consequences, but it can't be the focus of your life. If you play that game and because the Democrats, I'm just sorry, this is just factual because they've turned democratic politics into an entire discussion of race. And that their selling point is be a Democrat. Don't be racist. That's why I reject all of it. It's a distraction away from higher principles and a higher calling. I'm out on a little bit of shaky ground with my next statement because I'm going to have to do some more research. But I just don't believe that Thomas Jefferson. When he's writing the Declaration of Independence, I don't think he's. (laughs) or these dang Whigs or these Republicans or these, and I don't know what political parties were around it. I got to do some more research, but I, I just, I think he was writing the declaration of independence. I think they wrote the constitution with a higher purpose than just serving political partisanship. They, they were trying to please the creator. We spend all of our time right now trying to please some political party, some political identity, some racial identity. If we again, I've written columns about this in terms of what are what do you want to be known for? How do you want people to perceive you? What is your identity? What are the priorities on your identity? I want to be known. I want people to say, hey, that's Jason Woodlock. He's a Christian. I really do. And I know I'm flawed. And I know that I'm a sinner. I know it. But I still want to be judged. He's a a Christian. And then judge me based on, do I live up? And I'm going to deal with that. Because none of us are perfect. I don't want you to look at me, oh, he's black. Oh, he's a Republican. Oh, he's a Democrat. Oh, he's a liberal or conservative. I really want to be. Does Jason's actions, his actions, are they consistent? Is is he presenting himself in public in a way that glorifies God? And then the second, honestly, this is the way I feel. I want to be judged as an American. Mm. Do I bring honor to my country? Mm. Those are the most important things to me. I want, do I bring honor to my family and the people associated and aligned with me? Those are important. 
Skin color? Eh. That's a game. That's that's not my defining characteristic. I'm not remotely ashamed. I'm proud of being black. I think black is beautiful. I like my packaging. But it's not a real high priority for me. If you dig into those concepts, that kind of identity, we can fix America. We can beat the rigging of the algorithms coming out of Silicon Valley intended to destroy and remake America in a, into a secular country, into a socialist, communist, Marxist country. That is the end game and the goal that is going on. We can defeat it if we just double down on our founding principles. And when I say that, I'm talking about our country, but I'm talking to those of you whose founding principles, you had a mother, a father, a teacher, an aunt, an uncle, a grandmother that founded you in religious faith and beliefs, Christian faith and beliefs, some sort of higher power beliefs. If your foundation started there, lean into those principles. That's how we fix this country. Again, you do not have to be some holy roller that wears it on, on his sleeves. I don't. I, again, I'm giving you this conversation and this talk because it is necessary for you to understand where I'm coming from and how we fix this country. But even those of you that don't believe, you can help as well if you just love this country and recognize, even if you disagree with it, recognize the values and principles that founded this country and why you love this country because none of you are leaving. You can complain, whine, and all you want. There's no place better. Mm. Our programming at the start was right. We need to double down on that. I'm Jason Whitlock. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Here we are in 2020, in the thick of a heated and contested election during the biggest pandemic the world has ever seen, at least in a century. And while nobody was looking, a massive trade deal was spearheaded by China, the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership. That includes 15 countries and notably excludes the U.S. This is a direct attack on the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. The only good news here is for precious metals, which historically perform well when the U.S. dollar loses stability. Both Goldman Sachs and Citibank see the dollar plunging in 2021, with the latter calling for a 20% drop in value. They have been helping me personally for over 10 years and other investors for over 60 years. Call them today. Find out how to protect your long-term portfolio with precious metals. Ask about their retirement account specials, holiday specials, and their accumulation program. Don't wait. Call them right now. 866-GOLDLINE. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck Program. I am Jason Whitlock. This is the final segment of the show today. I'll be back tomorrow with Stu and Uncle Jimmy. Uh, I'm going to just say this because I know we're a bit short on time and I don't want to run out of time and not be able to say it, but I'm so thankful to Glenn for inviting me to sit in for him. And 
you know, Glenn and I met last week when I was here in Dallas. I came on the show, and and I started today's show talking about the kindred spirit and energy that I felt from Glenn, and it 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 it, it was an organic thing. It wasn't something I expected. Uh, you know, I was respectful of Glenn and the work he's done, but I'm like everybody else. I've I've read what the mainstream media has tried to do to Glenn's reputation. And so I didn't know what to expect. I I didn't expect to feel what I felt uh, between Glenn and I, and just it, this message that I've been trying to deliver today started last week when I met Glenn, because I think there is real power and change in the energy that I felt between Glenn and myself. I feel like Glenn has a passion. I have not discussed this with Glenn, but I think Glenn has a passion for racial harmony and America, just like I do. And we didn't have some big discussion about it. It was just something I could feel. He took me over to his museum and I was looking at all these artifacts and things that he had. And America is at a critical time. And if we don't come together people that look different but share a spirit and energy if we don't come together and work together and model mm-hmm. for the rest of america like hey man i know these marxists and the people on the far left that they see america this way they see racial harmony through the promotion of racial discord and discrimination If we don't come together, those of us that know better and believe better and start working together and start modeling for the rest of America. No, no, no. Here's what America is. And here's how we do it. Here's how we keep that arc of fairness and growth and freedom going. And so I, I'm so glad. And Glenn and I didn't talk about it. The next thing I know, I get home and it's like, hey, can you come back and fill in for Glenn Beck? Glenn really enjoyed having you on, blah, blah. And so I'm so thankful that clearly the same energy that I felt Glenn felt. And I'm so thankful of that. <clears throat> uh, and I just want those of you that have been sitting out there feeling like hope has gone away. And it hasn't. It's in you. Mm-hmm. The, the, the things that we believe in, they don't go away. Elections don't take away hope. Slogans on NFL stadiums, NBA arenas, celebrities, Black Lives Matter, they don't take away hope. They can't, they're not a bigger supplier of hope. They're not kryptonite to God they are just not Mm. we have the power to change this country and put it back on course we can do that by coming together and working together and modeling the behavior that makes America great we'll be back tomorrow and I'm going to invite you into the discussion tomorrow for sure Stu Uncle Jimmy thank you I'll see you tomorrow